Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast. It is time once again for Buckeye Q and buckle up. Uh, it's not going to be a fun ride. Zach Bourne is back. We have the film from Michigan 45, Ohio State 23. We are looking at the defense and the second half especially was not a pretty picture. Uh, Zach, you were in the horseshoe on Saturday. Um, what were your initial thoughts about what you witnessed? Just some uncharacteristic mistakes. I mean, this defense has been playing so sound all year. Yeah, they've given up a, a couple big plays here and there, but to take as many steps backwards as they did this past Saturday and look like almost the the that 2018 or you know v- version that we saw for so long. Uh, where guys weren't doing what they're supposed to be doing, missed tackles left and right. Um, I mean, there was just so many uh, mistakes made by guys who have been playing so well this year. And I don't know, you know, if it was the moment, the the two versus three, you know, so much at stake, or if it was just guys got desperate later in the game and gave up, you know, some big plays, whatever it was, there were some bad, bad plays made by this defense. Zach, what did what did you think about the aggression, the number of blitzes? I think you know Jim Knowles came in. We've talked about this a number of times throughout the year on Buckeye Q. He he wants to push the envelope. He's okay with giving up five explosive plays in a game. Like that's five or less is what he's trying to do. He understands that there's going to be risk reward. Um, not generally are all five explosive plays turned directly into touchdowns, and we'll get to those when we when we bust open the film, but. Um, this was the first big test for him and he had to, he stood up there on Saturday late afternoon and took responsibility for it. Uh, did he take it too far in this game? Was it a matter of execution, not scheme? What, what did you make of the Jim Knowles approach in this one? Um, you know, I, I think he, he rolled the dice early on the game. And if you look at the very first play that they gave up when it was 10 to three, they went all out blitz, cover zero. But if you watch the film, if even with the wide receiver catching the ball, if Cam Brown breaks down and makes a tackle, it was third and nine. The guy's still short. He's a yard or two short, and they're still punting. Instead, Cam Brown doesn't make the tackle. Jack Sawyer can't, uh, you know, make up ground and and trip the the wide receiver going up the sideline, and they score. And then it almost seemed like after that, every time they doubted up they were going to the well way too many times because they were trying to be difference makers. You know, I think Jim Knowles got into the mindset that I have to dial something up and I need to be aggressive because we need a turnover. We need a sack. We need some kind of game changing play. And as you saw, it got out of control. So it was one of those things that just kind of started steamrolling. And I think Jim Knowles, from his standpoint, thought that we need to continue putting pressure, even more pressure to try and get Michigan to make a mistake. And that did not happen. Does the way that the game played out in this defensive performance for Ohio State, Zach, does it, I don't know, does it negate the other 11 games, that that larger body of work? Or if Ohio State uh, was able to get a little help this week and got into the playoff, do you still expect that maybe this was the pressure of that one game that was too much and they'd be able to bounce back and, and play some of the defense that we've seen for the rest of the year in a playoff or whatever else they might get to do next? Yeah, I mean, you know, I don't think it negates the the work that they've done for the past 11 weeks. Now, granted, were the past 11 weeks spotless? No, were they, you know, they weren't perfect. Um, you know, I, I think this is definitely learning for Jim Knowles. I think it's learning for the defense. You know, this is still a first-year defense, and um, Jim Knowles coming into the rivalry game like this, I think, 
you know, if you were to ask him now, he would have said, I would have made some different calls throughout that game. Um, but, you know, it, it it is what it is. You can't sit here and say, you know, what we did in game 12 negates what we did week one through 11. I don't think you can sit here and say what happened in game 12 is co- totally going to dictate the way we either play in the in, in a final four or even the bowl game and the way mm-hmm. we play next year. I don't think you can do any of that. I just think you have to learn from it. I think Jim Knowles has to realize, like, this is where I need to take chances. This is where I can't. Uh, and you just build on it. All right. Well, let's learn from it right now. We've got five explosive touchdowns for Zach Porn to dive into. This is not the film study he was expecting this week, but here we are. Let's roll the tape. All right, Zach, let's let's get into it. I know this is the first one on top of your mind. You mentioned it uh, in the intro today. So here you go. It's third and nine and Jim Knowles gets aggressive and uh, Michigan makes them pay, but looks like it could have been a, a very different outcome. Yeah, here's the thing. You look at you look at down and distance as a defensive person. This is always what you do. Third and nine, seven thirty-seven left in the second quarter. I mean, Ohio State's been dominating the game up to this point. Being in the stadium, almost felt like Ohio State was up about three scores right here. You dot up cover zero, which I don't hate, and you obviously see JJ McCarthy realizing it and and backpedaling from the get go, which is a, a smart play by him to try and create as much time as possible. Here's the issue, though. You're Cam Brown. You realize cover zero what don't i have i don't have any other help so what happens is okay the wide receiver makes the catch that's not the the worst thing if you see it right there he's two yards short cam brown if he just breaks down makes a tackle does what he's supposed to be doing uses his technique guess what it's fourth and two and ohio state's still getting off the field instead he just completely is out of control doesn't break down doesn't even i think get a hand on this guy and then you got jack sawyer who's trying to catch up and try and trip the receiver it just doesn't happen that's you know, you, you got a quick wide receiver you got a defensive end trying to run him down but this all starts right here cam brown know what's going on cover zero no help get let, let him let him make the make let him make the catch in front of the sticks that's not a problem you don't need to you don't need an incomplete pass you don't need to go for broke make the play instead he doesn't and they're gone 69 yards for a touchdown yeah completely changed the uh the energy for the michigan sideline for the game uh and then you'd see them get a little more aggressive with a lot of these play callings as they went forward as they found out that maybe the they could have some success and they definitely got some here. Yeah. And, and right here, you, you know, you've got another man, man look, and uh, it's just, you're letting a receiver go right down the middle field. Obviously there's a huge miscommunication. You pause it right here. There was motion to the outside the, the corner and safety seemed like they weren't on the same page. Obviously, the corner, who I believe right here is Denzel Burke, letting the yeah. wide receiver go, thinking, I've got the most outside man. Now, granted, you know, we're not in the meeting room, so we don't know exactly what's going on. But when you've got some kind of look right here, and, and there just seems like there's no communication, where obviously the safety is completely uh, uh, kind of caught off guard. As you can see where Cam Martinez is right now, you can tell oh man, I'm in a bad position. He's given up the entire inside of the field right here. This is just an easy throw. I mean, and if you look at, at the pass rush, guys, what are we doing? 
J.J. McCarthy's got no one in his face. J.J. McCarthy's under no pressure. You've got defensive ends who are going way up the field, and J.J. McCarthy has an easy step into his throw. Like th This is just as easy as it gets for a Michigan offense and for a defense that's spent all year on making the life of offenses living hell and making things difficult on them. This is about as easy as a snap and throw as you can get. Yeah, and J.J. McCarthy, because of that pass rush that you mentioned, Zach, I mean, he had free access to a first down with his legs as well. I don't I don't really understand what I was looking at on that one, and it looked like Michigan could have done just about whatever it wanted there. So not pretty, and guess what? This isn't either. No, th this one isn't at all, and this is where I got an issue. If you pause it right here, this is another basically all-out blitz right here, right? You've got basically a spy on J.J. McCarthy. you got, uh, it looks like Ronnie Hickman's down in the box, playing off of the running back number seven. And you obviously see the other safety or corner who it is running across the formation right here to go with the, with the Michigan wide receiver who's going back behind the motion right here. Here's the issue. You count up the guys that are rushing. That's six on six. There's, there's five offensive linemen, and a tight end who are pass blocking six of our defenders. You don't win a one-on-one -on -one pass rush. That's the issue that I have. How do you not win a one-on-one -on -one pass rush or get any kind of pressure at all? I mean, you come to Ohio State, you got to be some of the best players in the country. You should not be – look at this pocket. I mean, this is just astonishing that you've got all one-on-one -on -one man blocks. One-on-one -on -one man blocks. All, all that's got to happen is one guy, one guy's got to beat his block. Instead, nothing happens. There's no pressure whatsoever. As you saw from the last one, guess what? J.J. McCarthy stepping up in the, in the pocket, gets a clean throw, and then next thing you know, Lathan Ransom just gets beat bad right here, just gets turned around. And J.J. McCarthy's just catching it taking his drop, stepping up, and throwing the football. And this is as easy as you can get from an offensive standpoint. Yeah, we saw when J.J. McCarthy had to make tight window throws that he couldn't really do it against Ohio State. And there were a lot of positive snaps for the Silver Bullets overall. Like, we probably could have picked 50 other plays where the Buckeyes looked really good. They were shutting down the run, you know, forcing J.J. McCarthy to make tough throws, which he couldn't do. But when you give him 10 yards to throw downfield and in a clean pocket pretty much anybody in the big 10 is going to be able to make that throw and and he anyone in yeah. playing man coverage for that long when the pocket is so clean and the quarterback's able to just drop back step up and make a throw i mean it's it's not the easiest play man coverage right especially on deep balls but it, so it you know everyone wants to put blame blame on the DBs and trust me there were a lot of plays that that were not made by the secondary uh, there were a lot of DBs who got burned on a lot of those pass plays that we see yeah but it does start up front too there needs to be some blame on the pass rush and why no one was able to get home on one on one pass blocks yeah the the total was and I I double checked it the defensive line got six uh, was credited with six pressures in the whole game Zach zero sacks. Not not good enough. That's an issue, especially with a defense who blitzes all the time. And you've seen how many stat what the stats were on how many times they played cover zero, how many times they played cover one. That means they're bringing pressure to only have six quarterback pressures when you're bringing pressure so much. Big problem. And then here, Michigan, after doing that uh, through the air, they put the game away in the fourth quarter with two big runs. What happened? They did. And here you go. It's like defense. Come on. We got to go out and make a play, right? It's still one possession game, seven minutes left. Let's go out on the field. Let's, you know, let's do what we're supposed to be doing. 
here you just got guys taking wrong wrong uh, r- run gaps. You've got defense alignment who are just getting uh, are getting pushed around. I mean, there is just so much going on here from an upfront standpoint that they they just got manhandled. You saw this late in the game. It, the second half almost reminded me of what happened last year in Ann Arbor, where our defensive front seven got manhandled the entire game. Here you're seeing in the second half, guys guessing on on what run gaps to be. Defense alignment getting blown out of their run gap responsibilities. There was just everything that was going wrong. Guys were almost guessing and not reading and reacting, seeing what was in front of them. And Donovan Edwards, man, he sees a hole and he just takes off and he's gone. What what is this here in the middle, Zach? I mean, is that three guys in one gap? I don't. I'm not sure what I'm looking at. No, it is. It's three guys in one gap, and I think I don't know if they're going to show the end zone view or not. But what what you saw here was defense tackle got hammered by the offensive guard to go inside, so he's essentially a gap and a half over from where he should be. Then the then the guard there, then the center guard's going to climb up and hit Tommy Eichenberg, who's coming in and just running straight into the offensive lineman, not using his hands. It, it was just a jumbled mess. If you pause it right there, look, there was three silver bullets, like you said. In that one gap, Tron Vincent, Tommy Eckenberg, Jack Sawyer, all of them right there. It's pretty easy to run the football when you got three defenders covering one gap. Not great. Uh, and then Lathan Ransom wasn't able to make the play there, running it down. I uh, think the angle was probably fine. He was just, there was no real opportunity after what happened up front. We've seen that before. Um, and then Michigan's like, okay, watch, we'll do this again. Third and three, last gasp. Uh, a lot of people suggested, Zach, that. The Buckeyes quit here. I don't think that that is accurate um, because you can see what number nine does to try and at least chase this down. That looked like energy and effort still late in the game, even with the situation. But the execution certainly was not there. Execution was not there. And and this is uh, basically a run blitz, right? You've got these linebackers that are playing downhill. It's third and three. They're selling out for the run. You just have defense alignment who are getting manhandled again. Look, 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 pause it right there. Look where the two defensive tackles hats are. They're just getting kind of bullied off the ball and getting pushed. And then there you go. They're not holding their ground. They're getting pushed over. Next thing you know, the 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 gap where actually Donovan Edwards goes and Steel Chambers is is um, is filling. It's a two way gap now. That's where Teron Vincent's supposed to be on this inside gap. Where guess what? Steel Chambers takes the outside shoulder of the guard, and then next thing you know, Donovan Edwards takes the inside. And Tron Vincent is just wheeled off. You see this right there. That's not controlling the line of scrimmage. You know, how many times this year have we seen defense alignment get penetration? The defense get penetration behind the football and you're playing in their backfield. Instead, Ohio State late in the game was playing at the line of scrimmage or on their side of the football. You cannot stop the run doing that. You're going to give up run lanes. You're going to mess up the linebackers' reads. There are so many things that are going to happen and you give up big plays. That one will hurt Ohio State and Jim Knowles and the defense. Silver Bullets are going to have to live with that uh, and then hope by the end of the week that maybe they can get some help so they can try and get revenge this season without having to wait for the big house next year. We'll see. I know that Zach is going to be pulling pretty hard for Kansas State and Utah this week. Um, That's all Ohio State can do after losing control of their destiny on Saturday. Uh, What do you think? What happens, Zach? I've I've never been a Utah or Kansas State Wildcats <laughs> in my entire life. I don't know if I've ever pulled for them, but guess what? I am their biggest fan this weekend, and as Buckeye Nation can only hope, Buckeye Nation better pray 
that they're able to get a rematch with this Michigan team in the final four or in the national championship game, because I know this team wants it. I know from, you know, breaking down this film, we give up five big plays, but other than that, it was a different ball game. So you never know what can happen. You look at last year's team. You know, I know a lot of people are, are bringing things up, but guess what? Georgia got absolutely smacked by Alabama last year in the, in the SEC championship game. I think it was a three score game smacked. They got, mm-hmm. they got hit hard and then they go in, get, get into the final four, end up playing Alabama in the national championship game and smack Alabama in the national championship game. So anything's possible. I don't want people thinking just because Ohio State got blown out, they don't deserve anything. This team, through a 12-week season and what they've put on the table, in my opinion, is one of the top four teams in the country. But they should have taken care of business this past Saturday, and now it's on them that they got to root for Utah and Kansas State to pull off some upsets. There you go. That's the situation coming out of Saturday and what's ahead for Ohio State. Uh, We'll find more to break down with Zach as the month goes on. I promise you that, especially once we find out uh, where the Buckeyes are heading. Uh, For Zach, I'm Austin Ward. This has been Buckeye Q. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next time.